Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hello and welcome to Geek History Lesson. I am Jason the Postman Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome to your mind university because you have stumbled onto the podcast where we take one character, construct, or question from popular culture and teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour, except this week. Yeah, why? Why? What's this? What's different about this week? So Jason, one year ago, we released a GHL mailbag episode. And after one year, we said, uh, nerds to that, let's do it again. The scariest of Geek History Lesson episodes. Yes. <laughs> so we went to our Patreon and our Twitter and our Facebook. No one answered us on Facebook. What? Uh, nobody asked us anything on Facebook. How dare. I guess everybody. Uh, How very dare. I guess Mark Zuckerberg. Nobody likes Mark Zuckerberg anymore. Uh, did we ever like him? And, uh, we did. A while back. <laughs> when he was portrayed. We by, always liked Tom of MySpace more. But yes, yes. that's true. Uh, so we're going to answer some of your questions. Jason's going to make noises while he teases intern Brago, and it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, the GHL intern cat Brago is in here. So, yeah, that's a little bit different. Um, so we got a bunch of questions here. I guess it's a mailbag episode. It could be about anything. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, everybody, for all the questions. First off, let's just say that. I also want to say if we didn't pick your question, it is typically because we have answered it either on a previous mailbag episode or on Instagram live or on Patreon or as part of a previous discussion. So if we didn't pick your question, it is no judgment or reflection on you. And please ask us questions next time. We also do edit these for time. We do. Yeah. So you got to be the creme of the creme to get on here. Uh, Ashley, let's kick it off. Let's get into some questions. Let's get into some answers. Let's get into some mail. Alrighty. So these first questions are from our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, which you know. We should really quickly just shout out, you know, we talk about the Patreon here a lot of times Mm -hmm. in a lot of episodes here, but patreon.com slash Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, is the way and the heart and the blood of this podcast. Without the Patreon, we've said it several times, Geekish Lesson would have gone away. Yeah. Um, and the patrons have saved it. And, you know, we don't just ask you for support over there. We give you more podcasts. Like, so many podcasts over there. Um, some of the podcasts that you can get over there every single month. Geekish Lesson Extra. Yep. Which is more about the topic. So, we saved a question this week. For the Geek Hustle Lesson Extra, because we thought it was so good that we wanted to uh, go crazy about it. Also, there's cussing over there. Um, we have another podcast that also comes out monthly called Jason and Ashley's Excellent Adventures, which Ashley and I get personal about our lives. You talk about some very personal stories. Some recent episodes were Ashley talking about her American citizenship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about my relationship um, and my love of all the Richard Donner movies. Mm-hmm. Very personal stories over there. We did a Zodiac episode, which is really great. The one, here, I'll tease this. The one coming up is about Westerns. Oh, yeah, my love of Westerns. Why we love Westerns. And then we do two episodes, actually four episodes when you count the two bonus episodes. We do four episodes a month 
of the Jason and Jeremy John about Just League, which is myself and my best friend Jeremy Skinner, who you've heard on this podcast before, reviewing every single episode of Just League, the animated series. And that's a really good time. AKA Justice Pod, which is a name that, that you uh, got from our Discord, which you also have access to if you are a patron. Yeah, so go over, check it out if you're interested. Um, if you like, you know, the tone of these episodes, go check it out, you know? So, so the, the, this is going to be, be a fun time over here. And uh, we just wanted to shout that out. Thanks to everybody over there that supports us. All the patrons are amazing. And that's why your questions are amazing. That's why we start with your questions. Uh, long diatribe over. Let's start with our very first question from patreon so the first question comes from tom trainer who asks who are some of your favorite comic artists and which character do you feel are their most iconic for example nicholas scott and wonder woman well tom you nailed one right there i mean you definitely nailed the wonder woman artist. uh, uh ashley it's her and her and jose garcia lopez i would also say george press mm-hmm. yeah uh this is a great question there are very specific artists that stand out to you when you think about a character. Um, for me, one of them that stands out, and I'm, it's only because I can see these action figures in my in my POV, <laughs> Jim Lee on X-Men. Yeah, Jim Lee X-Men for sure. Uh, Ashley, any of the stand out to you? I mean, of course, we talked about our uh, GHL guest. Dan Jurgens is who I think of for Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there are, John Byrne is definitely another one for oh, Superman. Well, Superman, the list is well, the, very the 80 long. plus years of history yeah, really is very long. But when um, I see Superman, I see Dan Jurgens. I think of George Perez as well for Teen Titans. Oh, good choice. Uh, for that OG generation of uh, Teen Titans kids. I think of uh, Tom Grummet for uh, Tim Drake Robbins specifically. It's good but choice. Some Bat Fam it's good stuff. Good choice. Mm-hmm. There's um, some Carl Kessel inkling, inking in there. Yeah, and the Carl Kessel um, has touched a lot of characters in really iconic yes, ways yes, as yes. well. Uh, I would say Daryl Banks for Kyle Green Lantern. Yep. Um, and for me, and this is just my preference, I think Liam Sharp is definitely going to break into uh, an iconic portrayal of Hal Jordan, but that's just because the Green Lantern is the only Hal Jordan comic I ever thought did a good job with him. <laughs> uh, Mike Ringo, Mike Waringo for Fantastic Four for me. I know it's a more recent run, but like I, he just I love his characters in that the late great Michael Ringo. What are some um, Spidey artists? Because they're Mark Bagley. Yeah, he drew Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, based off of his, um, this is very current to the podcast. Um, his very recent redesign of the Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Gleason might become an iconic yeah. Spidey, but Patrick Gleason is very, I would say, Superman and the Super Sons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So let's go. Can I, also, can I also just add um, Todd Knock on Young Justice, but uh, with Impulse specifically. He's my favorite Impulse. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think about some other people. Uh, I, I, that's a pretty good list, right? Sure. Yeah. Next question comes from Wake Trafford, who says, also, if we mispronounce your names, I apologize. Sorry. Why do you think that there are so little out of main continuity flash stories? Example, given him never getting an Earth One story and not having any Black Label or Elseworld stories. So Wake Trafford, I reject the basis of your question. Poor Kay. So... What I think he's quite, what I think he's asking here is he's asking why there aren't you know because when why are there no Flash starring mm-hmm. alternate world stories but there are lots of DC alternate world stories with the Flash in it including one of the biggest one that we talk about all the time Flashpoint Flashpoint even though it stars a Barry Allen in normal Barry Allen is technically an Elseworlds it's technically an alternate reality Flash but anyways I went and Googled 
the full list of Elseworlds, and Elseworlds, if you don't know, is DC Comics alternate reality, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, storylines. The Flash is in a lot of these. Now, most of these Elseworlds are either Justice League, Batman, or Superman. Mm-hmm. Same as the animated movies, because DC's got to sell the books. Mm-hmm. So I think that is maybe uh, uh, Wake's was, was question. Yep. I think maybe that's what you're touching on here, Wake, is you're touching on the idea that like there aren't many Flash in the title alternate reality stories. To be stories. fair, though, there is a Teen Titans and a Green Lantern Earth one. And I mean, Black Label's taken all kinds of characters that are deep bench characters. Well, well. I will also argue that um, Earth One is kind of seems to be a line that has been shuttered at DC. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that Flash has been in, and uh, and the Aquaman Earth One has been an announcement for a long, long yep. time. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I'm scrolling through this list, and Flash is in a lot. I mean, Flash is in Gotham by Gaslight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the Flash Gotham no, by but Gaslight. That's it's Batman. Batman story. Um, he's yeah. in JLA the Nail. He's in a bunch of these. Um, you know, I would say that it's because they don't see the Flash as commercially viable. That might change once the, the movie comes out. Um, you would think that the show would have changed that for a mm-hmm. little bit, but apparently it hasn't. Um, you know, I also think another reason for this is because the Flash travels through the multiverse. So, you know, he's generally our Flash in an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. That's my answer. Any uh, any additions, Ashley? I would say that there's quite famously a DC executive who really loves the Flash and exercises a lot of editorial control over that character. He's no longer a DC executive. He's the person I'm thinking about, though. Uh, well, they are still heavily involved and in the building. <laughs> well, not that anyone's in that building, but I think that has something to do with it as well. But that is just hearsay and conjecture on my part. The next question comes from Inside Baseball. Hearsay and conjecture. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sue me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, Grayson Hager says, what is your favorite indie title on the shelves right now? Ashley. Black Magic from Image Comics. Yeah, we answer this question on quite a bit. It's, and, a, fair, and, it's a fair question because indie yeah. books, even image books, do not enjoy the power of a major corporation behind That's them. Fair. That's fair. Um, I will also add Canto. I think Canto is really uh, fabulous. I mean, my answer is always the same for this because yep. this book is always being published. Black Hammer by Dark Horse, Jeff Lemire. There you mm-hmm. go. I thought you were going to say Astro City, actually, because you say Astro City. Astro City is not being published currently. Uh, we used to also say Invincible for a long time, but that's yep. over. Mm-hmm. Next question, Jason. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Noah Dalton asks, what lesson that you each taught was the most eye-opening about a certain character where you learn just as much as the listener? Most of the lessons we teach. Uh, that's very true, I think. <laughs> I think that's very true. Is there one that really sticks out for you? Uh, well, see, I'm... <laughs> Uh, I was hoping you would vamp a little bit longer. It's all good because I'm trying to bring up our list of the all our episodes because not one doesn't pop to my head right now. Um, you know where I learn most of our stuff is mm-hmm. actually when we talk to like our experts that we bring on. I always feel like I learn the most in the discussions of our episodes than I do in the regular episodes. I learned a lot um, recently doing our Poison Ivy episode mm-hmm. because I really... I've always really liked Poison Ivy. I've always really thought that she should be a lead and that she should be... Uh, a more central figure to DC and to Batman specifically. And so getting a chance to dive into her origins and some of her stories and some of the repeating patterns that uh, villains in particular tend to fall into. And then hearing what um, Patrick Schumacher had to say about her and his adaptation of her, which I'm very fond of. um, I learned a lot doing that episode and that was a really fun 
recent episode uh, for me. That was one that comes to mind immediately when I was reading Noah's mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I apologize, but yeah, one doesn't really pop to my head right now. Um, I'm certain there are a bunch of them that I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Ashley. I kind of feel like every lesson surprises me in some way. Like I like we try to do a a pretty decent amount of research to try to find stuff because we always feel that if we don't know it, then the listeners probably don't know it either. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, your first audience with a podcast is yourself. And if you're not educating or pleasing yourself, then you're not doing a good job. So that's what we try to do. Like we really try to be like, well, if I'm surprised by it, then I know Ashley will be surprised by it. And I think Ashley tries to do the same thing and it just, uh, you know, ping pongs back and forth. All right. Next question. Yes. Sorry. I have to bring up the Google doc. Um, Adam Roberson has a question here. He says, well, I know the phrase don't judge a book by its cover applies to the idea of never to misjudge people. But when it comes to actual books or comic books specifically, has there ever been a case where you looked at the cover of the story and thought this is not for you? And when you ended up reading it, you realized that you loved it. Likewise, has the opposite happened when you looked at a gorgeous cover of a story and found that the book itself is not for you? As writers yourselves, how important is it to sell the idea from the get-go as opposed to just discovering it over time. I don't always ask really good, uh, really thoughtful questions that are not easy to answer. Uh Um, That's not an easy question to answer, but it's a great question. Books that you thought were not for you, uh, but you wound up loving it. Uh, In a literary sense, I always tell the story about Lord of the Flies. I had to read that in my grade nine English class, and I didn't want to read it, and it was awesome. It's one of my favorite books of all time. What was the cover like, though? Uh, it was a really classic cover. I could show it to you. It's been a, it's homaged in um, Robin the Lost Years. It's like it's Jack's face. It's a white blonde boy with the war paint, and there's leaves all around it. I will pull it up, and sh- you've oh, seen it. Right, it is right. the iconic Lord of the Flies cover. Cool. Um, in terms of comic books, um, I would say I read a lot of the where Re- Mike Mark Wade and Mike Waringo Fantastic Four. Uh, when we were prepping and when we were writing Science, the Elements of Dark Energy. And that was not a book that I was super, super interested in Fantastic Four. I just like, I respect it. I read good stories, but it just doesn't click with me the way it clicks with a lot of other people. Um, But I really like that story and that version of it. And similarly, Matt Fraction's FF about the Future Foundation, I really, really loved. And I was only reading it because it was popular at the time. So Mm -hmm. anything that comes to mind for you? Not really. No, I can't okay. really pull anything. Okay. <laughs> um, not specifically based on the cover. Um, I, I, I'd rather pull answer Adam's second question, which this is the Lord of the Flies cover. Oh right, yeah, I've seen that. Before. Yeah, it's been homaged a billion times. Right. I will post Ash- it on social so Ashley people can also know um, what we're talking. About. I, I would rather take his a little bit of his second question here was how important is it to sell the idea from the get go as opposed to just discovering over the time. Um, I kind of feel like in the modern market that come the covers don't matter. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Well, people don't really browse comic book shops anymore. It's few and far between. I feel like, like movies, you sort of have to pitch people the idea or comic retailers have to pitch the idea or you'll hear about it on social media. But I kind of feel in a lot of cases now that you could put literally anything on that cover because for a long time, especially the last 20 years covers have a lot of times not even been anything that's been inside. 
Like you'll get a cover image that has nothing to do with what is inside. And it used to always be the idea of like, oh, it was a scene or it was now a lot of times it's not even the same artist. Most of the time it's not even the same artist. Um, so I think, I think the cover is less important to selling the book than the idea of the concept of the book or the buzz of the book. And I just think that's the modern market now. Now I, I like trying to, as writers, like to try to like, make the cover cool because I want to enjoy my cover. I want to make the cover cool, but I don't, you know, it's kind of like movie posters. I don't think movie posters sell movies anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think they're cool to look at and we definitely like movie posters over other movie posters, but like, I don't know if there's anybody sitting at a bus bench anymore that looks at a movie poster and goes, yeah, I'm going to see that movie now. Yeah, probably not. They go, I might Google that on my phone. Exactly. You know, and it's what they find on the Google. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I sound like such an old man. What they find on the Google. Um, that's what I think it is. But, I, you know, I, yeah, it's it's very weird. I think in our online marketplace, I don't know if the cover matters. But back in the day, it was so important because it was the thing of the, the newsstand and you had to stand out and, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, to answer Adam's question, I don't know if I've ever seen a cover and been like, I hate that. And then liked it. I, I can't think of a specific instance, but that's a, I mean, I love the question, Adam. I'm sorry. I, I, I feel bad that I can't answer it. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we go to the next question? Sure. All right. Our next question is from Russ Walker, who says, what characters do you want to do a geek history lesson on, but there aren't enough stories or enough material to make a full lesson. This one, I feel like I got to pull up our list. Actually, we are giant, our giant list. Um, well, this is something that, so typically the way we do geek history lesson is, um, in November, I will make a rough schedule for the year based on releases and announcements and things like that. We generally never follow it, but but we get we get about 50% of it. Uh, it's been a little higher than that mm -hmm. when we're not in a pandemic and That's things correct. aren't moving around all the time. Very correct. Um, and then you will go through, we'll go through it together and you'll nix things and you will say there's not enough on this. Mm -hmm. Um and now that I've said that, it's really hard to come up with one, but I know Poison... Mbaku is one on our list that I just don't think there's any stories at all uh, to talk about. Um, it, another thing that's like very similar to this is it's like when people request movie series. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Indiana Jones is a requested GHL, yeah. but for me, I'm like, just watch the movies. I, I don't I don't want to regurgitate the movie or the television show for you. I, mm -hmm. I want you to enjoy the medium. Uh, weirdly, this podcast works a lot better where the character has like 20 years of history. So there's like a, there's going I guarantee you there's going to be a mini series or a story that you probably have not read because it's just impossible to read a character's entire history. You know, whereas when a character is only in a TV show or only in a movie, well, just spend the two hours or spend the eight hours or spend the 10 hours, you know, um, this, this actually, this issue actually does come up quite a bit on our podcast. Like Stargate is a requested, uh, uh, podcast right here. Like if we did Stargate, it would have to be like a discussion episode. Mm -hmm. Like with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
one, there is too much Stargate right now. Uh, but uh, We actually do have a potential Stargate episode. We do. We do. Uh, we have a great guest for that. Um, you know, also... There are certain, uh, and I'm seeing this because it's come up, like somebody has requested the House of L. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough material in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I also think because that that's the other problem that sometimes we find with this podcast is it's almost too niche. Mm-hmm. It's like too singular that we're just like, where where is, it, it's hard for us to see like what's the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because there is very special sauce to like what makes our episodes work and, and stuff like that. Um it's interesting because I don't know if there's anybody recently that we've come up with that we just can't do or wouldn't have enough to talk about. Well, when um, we were doing um, with the Suicide Squad coming out, mm-hmm. uh, we've already done Harley Quinn. Yep. We've already done Suicide Squad. And most of those other characters, particularly with villains, did not have enough to support a full lesson on. Well, so that's why we did the discussion instead. Well, here's one here. Somebody requested a blink. From the X-Men, and I don't know if there's enough on blank to carry in a whole episode. I will say that I do know the episode that always comes up when we have this conversation is Killer Frost. Yeah, because she had two issues out when she, we did that episode. Yeah, and so there was like literally only two issues of Killer Frost to pull from. And we had to like, I mean, Ashley did an excellent job and she pulled an episode out of that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah. Our next question is from Cody Enos, who says, how has your relationship with animated shorts like Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, Disney changed since you were a kid? Interesting. Ashley, how would you answer that question? I don't watch those ones anymore. Uh, yeah, like we watched a Looney Tunes when HBO Max um, started because they have they finally had the entire mm-hmm. Looney And I, I think we've been saying for years that it was like kind of surprising that Looney Tunes weren't anywhere weren't streaming yeah that was yeah, like yeah. very weird yeah um like the only animated shorts that i really engage with now are the pixar ones mm-hmm. or like every once in a while or disney ones right like paper paper man um or um i watched wind up last year when it was in uh it was pushing for academy award contention like mm-hmm. if there's real buzz around it or like the spark shorts um that are now all up on disney plus but Animated shorts in particular are not something that's like super, super on my radar right now. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I will say that I think there are certain cartoons, especially certain classic cartoons of the Looney Tunes and of this ilk, that if they're good, they are always good. Like there are certain Looney Tunes. My favorite Looney Tune character is Wile E. Coyote. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think all the Wile E. Coyotes will always hold up Mm -hmm. like 100%. But I'm not a big Tom and Jerry fan. Um, I've never have been. And I will say that I have a feeling. I mean, I didn't like Tom and Jerry when I was a kid. But I have a feeling if I were to watch a lot of those, I'd be like, mm-hmm. or, you know, that adult noise where you're like, wah, wah. You know, you're just like, eh, okay. Is there um, a Looney Tunes cartoon or, like, gag that stands out to you specifically? Not, spe- not a specific. Well, the classic gag that I think stands out, of course, is where Wally Cody spends all the time painting the tunnel. Uh-huh. And then the Roadrunner goes through it and then he smacks into it. But actually, it's not a specific gag, but my favorite running joke uh-huh. of 
uh, the Wally e. Coyote is the fact that he orders from the Acme catalog. Uh-huh. And the fact that the Acme catalog will deliver to the middle of the nowhere desert <laughs> to this coyote. <laughs> my <laughs> And also, where does he get the money? My two favorite episodes are, um, I don't know what they're called, so someone is yelling at their iPhone, mm-hmm. um, are the Bugs Bunny in the Hildy drag singing That's a great episode. the Wagner opera. Yeah. I love that gag. And then I love the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde episode with the big fuzzy red creature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are like my two, to me, those are the two most iconic mm-hmm. uh, Looney Tunes stories. Oh. Those are all of our Patreon questions for this episode. So thank you to all of our super friends over on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it on Discord. We can keep this conversation going over there. We do have, again, a question that's going to be on GHL Extra for the Patreon. But we're going to move on to this Twitter question from Kyle McDonald. Yes. At Sawizard198, who said, With Ashley being formerly Canadian, have you two ever celebrated Thanksgiving twice in one year, one in October and the other in November? Now, there is some context behind this. Uh, Ashley, we are okay to mention that you have gained your full yeah, 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 yeah. American mm-hmm. citizenship mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. earlier this year. Um, Ashley, uh, I think you 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 specifically wanted to put this question in because you wanted to address something about this. Yeah. So um, when I first read this question, I was really hurt and I got really angry. And Kyle uh, McDonald uh, has never been mean or rude or, or out of pocket in any way on social media to us or in any interaction. So I don't think it's meant this way. No, I don't think um, so. But so I want to sort of address it in this way and say that like, Kyle, you didn't do anything wrong. This is like a teachable moment for everyone because you're not the only person who thinks this and it irritates me when people frame it or bring it up this way. So this is me like trying to clear the air and teach some people about a, a reality. So you said formerly Canadian. I am not formerly Canadian. I am now an American citizen. I have retained dual citizenship. I am and will always be Canadian. And that's a really important part of my identity. It's a really important part of like my upbringing and my traditions and who I am. So it really offends me when people think that uh, just because I've embraced a new identity or a new facet of my identity that I had to let that one go. I know this was- But we, sure, we should say that we were pretty certain that that was not Kyle's it was not. This was absolutely not meant to be offensive, mm-hmm. but like that is like my trigger react. Like that's mm-hmm. my reaction, how I feel when people say that. And, and also don't feel bad about thinking this because people I'm related to think this. Uh, the day I got my citizen, my aunt texted me three crying emojis. She'll never hear oh, this. It's been, None of my family listens to this podcast. It's, it's been a, it has been astounding. I will say, as an American, it has been astounding the number of people uh, since Ashley uh, has worked so hard and so long for getting this American citizenship, who have asked her this year, who have said, "Oh, so you're not Canadian anymore?" Yeah, and and even me as a big dumb stupid American, I'm a big dumb stupid American. Even I know about dual citizenship. Yeah, so. <laughs> so so when you become, and maybe people don't know maybe this. People, I, educate, I, 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 I knew this before I even thought about being an immigrant, yeah. but maybe people don't. Um, unless you move to another country as a refugee or seeking asylum, uh, you can retain your former citizenship. Yeah. You literally don't even have to do anything to retain it. You just like live your life because you have like a, so I have a social insurance. At least in America. At least in America. Uh, Yes. I can only speak for immigrating Mm -hmm. to America. Um, You know, because theoretically you are coming from an allied country. So I am, I'm now a dual citizen of both Canada and American. 
of American and America. Um, as for Thanksgiving, we have always celebrated two Thanksgivings. Yes. Um, but for Canadian Thanksgiving, we usually eat better food because Thanksgiving food is uh, bad. We usually eat American barbecue or something of that ilk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, as a, we did this the first year as a joke, and now it's become a tradition. I will generally try to find the most Americana 70s or 60s movie I can find, and we will watch it. Like, one year, it was Smoking the Bandit for Canadian yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, or we watched Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. One year. Yeah, yeah, it was always like a Cannonball Run was one of those yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always like a movie like that. But, uh, Kyle, uh, I hope we did not offend you at any point like that. No, um, and, and I'm glad that it came up because we couldn't talk about it there you go so we are thank you for asking and it's always okay to learn that's all i have the perfect sound effect for kyle i don't know the 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 canadian in me can't stop apologizing and my and my american co-host has now killed you (laughs) that sounds about right (laughs) next question from austin at austin 3000 underscore Said this may have been asked before. Oh, if it has, Austin, you better watch out. Uh, And I apologize for asking it again. Okay, all's forgiven. (laughs) But would you rather have comic book movies be animated or live action? Now, this I think is a great question, Austin. The question I, the answer I would have to this is, it depends on the comic book. Mm -hmm. Now, it's really great that this year. We have a perfect example of this. Uh, the Invincible Animated Series came out on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And Ashley and I have been saying for years that we thought that that show should be animated. And in fact, I think the animated show is so excellent that mm-hmm. I kind of just don't want the live action movie yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but whereas, and I'm going to go right to another Amazon animated or another Amazon show, The Boys definitely should not be animated. I don't think in any respect should be animated. Um, but then you think about we're talking about TV shows and he asked about movies. I'm sorry, Austin. Here, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say something about Sweet Tooth. I kind of think Sweet Tooth maybe should have been animated and I haven't even seen it. Uh, I will say this. I mean, there's pros and cons to both, but arguably the best superhero movie ever made or one of the ones that certainly be in contention is Into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. because it does things that you just literally cannot achieve in live action. It's, it has a style to it yeah. that you cannot achieve in live action. Yeah. I mean, it's also because it's not a hard adaptation. Other people would also argue Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, which definitely. I agree for sure. For sure, I agree. Um, yeah, it just really, it really depends. Some characters I think can work both, and some comics I think can't. Like, I don't know, like Neil Gaiman's Sandman, a very famous legendary comic book series. I'd be happy for both. I think it could be live action and animated. I think it could work either way. But The Walking Dead, I'm really happy it's live action because I don't know if that works as a cartoon. I think there's definitely room for both mediums and both types of storytelling. But I wish that the larger consumer market would take animation as seriously as it deserves to be taken. Which I also think I is think something... I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there. Uh, it's something that I think like Spider-Verse is helping with... Um, but, I, uh, you know, it's it's something that we also come across a lot when we do our Studio Ghibli Miyazaki retrospectives. Oh, you mean the live action to the uh, animated? Or, yeah, or like, just the, like the studios we're, don't we're take We're just, like, always, a, uh, we're just always, like, super uh, taken away and impressed with, like, the artistry of what those movies can achieve. And you can't achieve the same thing in live action. It just cannot be as stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and there's a lot to be said for animated fights. I think, like, anime in particular does really great fights. But, yeah. like, think about, like, you know, 
John Wick versus the Animatrix. Like they both do action in really interesting and unique ways. And I don't know if either would work in the opposite style. Well, like if the Animatrix was a series of shorts, live action shorts, or if John Wick was an anime, would it be the same? No, but they both do very similar things. You you are correct on that. But the reason why John Wick works and the reason why John Wick pops is because that is real people and be, with, and we are amazed. I mean. We are amazed by their skills. Whereas the anime is like, we are amazed by the art. Yeah. And like, uh, yes. And John and Wick also works because it's Keanu doing basically everything, Whoa. which is an impressive feat Whoa. in and of itself. You're breathtaking. Thank you. Yeah. Does that answer Austin's question? I, th- I hope so. Hey, Austin, uh, call in and let us know. <laughs> Our he number didn't call. is I guess he's okay with it. 213-986-9180. What is that number? Somebody's going to call that number. <laughs> that's actually. A, it's actually 213-586. That's a different podcast that we are not on. Don't call it. <laughs> Whose number is just that? Uh Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. That's their call in line number. Tell them I sent you. They don't know who I am. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's move on, Ashley. Uh, that's our last question. It is, because nobody on Facebook gave us any questions. Mark Zuckerberg hates us. Sorry. I need that pen back. <laughs> well, I, I, I fully don't know where it went. Oh, I, I threw a pen, everybody. <laughs> uh, at myself. And it bounced. Anyways, uh, yeah, where are you at, Facebook geekish lessons, listeners? Where are you at? Or if you're not listening to Facebook, good for you. Anyways, all right, now we're going to move into the last section of our podcast, The Honor Roll, where if you go over to Apple Podcasts and under our podcast, Geek History Lesson, name the podcast you're listening to, you give us a five-star review, we read your review live on the air. Uh, and you can write whatever you want. But I will say, I might shoot you. <laughs> through a podcast no, that's not a real threat this is not legally binding someone is going to isolate that and you're going to jail um sure the bodies are in new mexico yeah. anyways uh isolate that if you want uh there are no bodies there are lots of bodies in new mexico a lot of people in tuncari i bet there's a ton of bodies just buried in new mexico well yeah if you go over the course of human history and everybody's yeah. buried in the ground yeah. there's a lot of bodies in new mexico <laughs> do you know it was only after the 14th century you had to stop burying people in their backyards Ah, uh, the days. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Oh, uh, who misses the plague? I don't. All right, uh, Ashley, we're living in a plague right now. Let's get that. Five, <laughs> let's get that first five star review. Yes. So the first review is from Unicorn Girl Spit, who says, "Dynamic duo step into action," and I am not talking about Robin and Batman. Props for putting Robin first. That's nice. Wow, I love this podcast. It is the best. Thank you so much. I've learned so much ever since you guys started. Lots of funny parts and cool episodes. Since you started this podcast, I started to love Marvel! Exclamation ah, point. Cool. Thank you so much again, Jason and Ashley. You're welcome. You have taught me so much. You're welcome. I love the Robin episodes the best. We, me too, friend. We do. Also, I love Best Teen Titans ever episodes. Yes, me too. Unicorn Girl Spit. What a name. Um, you're going to get one of these. Oh, you didn't shoot them. No, they were lovely. They were so nice. And they are also joined by Marta Mania, who says, learn a lot, enjoy the show. Love the show. Silly, uh, silly thought but real talk i'm sorry my brain couldn't handle that my partner and i do agree with that review that said jason does interrupt ashley too much (laughs) heard y'all read it on the air and was shocked to hear you were surprised about it since it happens quite often (laughs) 
You guys are great to listen to, though, and I love how you let your authentic personality shine through for the good and bad. It makes for a very entertaining show and keeps me coming back for more. I am a long COVID patient and have been very sick since March of 2020. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Can we get a gunshot for a long COVID? That sucks. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm going to use it to kill the COVID. That's what I mean. That's for the COVID specifically. And then I'm going to give him some of that. For recovery. Yeah. You just got a Dr. Strange spell to help you. I'm sorry to hear that. So having your podcast to pop on when I'm not feeling well has been a huge comfort. Have also become a Patreon. Woo! Oh, thank you. And enjoy the content there. Love you guys and can't wait to see what else you come up with. So Marta Mania and Unicorn Girl Spit, welcome to the Teacher's Lounge. Professor Jason, what's going on in there today? Well, um, obviously, we all know if you've been listening to the five-star reviews and hearing the gunshots. We know who the guest professor is. It's Wiley Coyote. <laughs> he doesn't have a gun. He has several many guns, in fact. He has missile launchers, Ashley. There are differences. I will bet you a million dollars Wiley Coyote has used a gun. You th- are, are you doing it right, it right now? now. I'm very inter- I think he uses missile launchers. I don't think he uses their bazookas. I, I bet he has used a gun. I don't think he's gun. used a gun. Oh, I, I don't know how to spell his name, apparently. Wiley it's, Coyote. It's W-I-L-E. Yeah. The letter yes, E dot yeah. coyote. There's literally like 10 pictures of him with a shotgun show right me these, here. Show me these pictures with him with a gun. <laughs> I need to see this. Oh, wow. He has a gun. <laughs> All right. Wally Coyote is a proud gun owner. I did not know this. He's a second um, amendment's right activist. Boo. Well, since I, I am a big believer in the world of yes and, yes, it's Professor Wiley Coyote. The that, harpoon gun picture. It's called Ahab Harpoon Gun, which is very funny. <laughs> Oh, this episode went off the rails. Uh, <laughs> Professor Wiley Coyote is welcoming both of you into the Mind University. Thank you so much for leaving us five stars. Uh, and if you guys want to leave us five stars that help support the podcast, go do that over Apple Podcasts. You'll hear your review on the show. Don't forget to subscribe and download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We are on Spotify. Uh, actually, our Spotify numbers have been going up. So a lot of people, Woo! a lot of you guys are listening to us on Spotify, which is really great. Um, and don't forget to follow the podcast on social media. Ashley, where can they do that? You can do that at geekhistorylesson.com facebook.com slash geekhistorylesson or on twitter at ghl podcast and just for everyone who is screaming hey what about the recommended reading i will put up some of the things that we mentioned today on our ghl.com slash the mailbag the 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 wheels are off yeah everything's wild yeah uh don't forget to follow ashley on twitter instagram at ashley v robinson and don't forget to follow me on twitter at jawin at j-a-w-i-i-n thank you so much for listening uh, hashtag stick around real quick. Um, I Do you like Wally Coyote, Ashley? He's fine. There you go. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is a fun episode of Geek History Lesson. We really appreciate you all uh, uh, supporting the mailbag episode. I am Jason Acme Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. And Professor Jason, would you please dismiss the class? Goodbye, everybody. Dismissed. Get out of here. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.